And we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars Podcast, and I'm your only host tonight, Nate. And I've got the awesome Connor Flynn on, a.k.a. the Bigfoot Anon. Uh, hey, brother. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. The stars uh, align, man. Thank you for having me. Super excited. Love your energy. Love your channel and your platform that you guys stand for freedom, truth, and just us, the soul. Because that's what's being pretty much hit on and war opposed on these days. So it's it's nice when you can just find another light in this darkness. Fucking A, brother. Hell yeah. So do you want to, this is your first time on. Do you want to tell our audience a little bit about yourself and where they can find you? And your yes. brand new fucking book that dropped today. Yeah, Holy for shit. sure, for sure. Well, crazy timing too. And uh, today's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, dad. Happy uh, birthday, now I'm, I'm stealing his shine a little bit. September 20th, it's going to be halfway mine now from now on because uh, of the, the book release. But uh, super very cool. Uh, my name is Connor Flynn. I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, uh, the mistake on the lake. I grew up fishing on Lake Erie looking for South Bay Bessie. Uh, and now I referee flag football and I umpire sports. So I've always been superstitious and freelancing. And that journey has brought me down from Cleveland, Ohio, down here to Florida, uh, living out of my car, uh, couch surfing with different people and bands and taking different gigs just to bring me different places around this world. And uh, now I'm here in the panhandle of Florida. I'm an author. I uh, make videos. And I also been uh, acting in some movies recently, too. Uh, so I just get in where I fit in, uh, try to bring my vibe uh, to wherever I can and leave my fingerprint on it. But I'm just happy to be here, and uh, everybody can find me at Bigfoot Anon. Uh, you can find me at TikTok, uh, Bigfoot Anonymous. I drop uh, new proof every single day around 5 Central, and then I go live uh, from the field as well. And I've casted Bigfoot prints. I've recorded knocks. We've had a lot of strange occurrences live in front of dozens, hundreds of people. Uh, so it's a really cool experience. And, you know, there's all these TV shows that – it takes about two years from it to be filmed and then onto TV. So I'm live and direct. You're seeing me, you know, blow snot bubbles when it's cold, wiping off my face when it's hot, falling into water, using river water uh, to get a little drink. We get it. Uh, but it's it's awesome just living this weird supernatural life. And that's what it really is. Supernatural. It is all just natural. We are we have abilities, guys. Our dreams manifest into realities. And uh, I'm just happy to be here and just to be that catalyst to this world. And I could be that spear point or I could be the fall guy or I could be that loud mouth that will uh, just bring that buzz. So, uh, again, I'm uh, just filling in my shoes and walking my walk and seeing what happens from there on. Hell yeah, dude. Fucking A. What's the name of your new book? My new book is called Every Camp Has a Crystal Lake, uh, and it's about all the haunted schools and summer camps and amusement parks uh, that I've visited on my journeys, ranging from Cedar Point up in Ohio, the tallest, fastest roller coasters, but there's also been some deaths in the park. And then Kings Island, uh, the beast. R.L. Stein actually wrote a book about it, and I had my own little childhood experience with it. Uh, and then, of course, you know, Disney, Universal Studios, even Wild Adventures here right by me is where they filmed Zombieland. Uh, and then a bunch of Ohio haunted campuses like uh, Bowling Green, OU, oh yeah, number one party school in the world. Let's get it. 
Uh, and then Ohio State, I've just had so many crazy experiences there, uh, ranging from psychedelic trips that I saw prophets and deities to uh, just being lost in the woods, uh, thinking Sasquatch or some fairies are hunting us down. So it's, again, just wild that I can live it and then document it down. And that's like a therapy uh, for me, man, because I have a lot of thoughts and ideas always going and I hate anything being wasted. I hate wasting food. I hate wasting ganja. You know, I don't, we use it all, you know, uh, I'd be smoking th third generation roach blunts. Uh, we keep things around here. Uh, but man, I, I try to, you know, experience as much as I can and then get down on the paper. That way I can just let it go. And it's off of my shoulders. It's not weighing me down anymore. And that was important on my first four books that I wrote because uh, all those were my my journeys when I drove from Ohio down to Florida, moved from Florida all the way to California and back, just living on the road, uh, checking out crazy spots. And that was just a lot of knowledge and experiences that were weighing at me. And I was like, I have to get this out. I don't want to miss misplay it, you know. And uh, luckily, my first book was Eerie Swamps Road Trip to Eden. And that is like my autobiography from Lake Erie down to the Florida swamps. And the final chapter is Garden of Eden, where life began. And right here in Florida, the Garden of Eden Trail is a magical place. 27 of the 28 trees that are mentioned in the Bible are in that preserve. Gopher wood, which Noah used to build the ark, lightest, strongest wood in the world. You can't break it. You can only bend it. It's found right there. Terea coniferous. There's only two other places in the world, and they're pretty cold. 1874, that same area, the Ochizi Pond Wildman was actually captured. Bigfoot was captured here in Florida, and no one ever talks about it. Or they're like, oh, we need to capture or kill one of these things. It's been done. He was kept at the Chattahoochee Hospital for three years. They had a whole John Doe file on him. And uh, my one of my my best friend down here is the head IT guy of that hospital. So I've actually got some exclusive access uh, to see some of the tunnels and the labs. And I actually filmed right where they said that he's buried at. So word to the Ochizi Pond wild man. It was on the front page of the New York Times in those old days. And uh, now none of the shows, Finding Bigfoot, Expedition Bigfoot, they don't want to touch it because I think it's it's so real and concrete. They might not be allowed to touch it, dude. Like when you have those fucking like actual TV shows, the CIA kind of like Operation Mockingbird, they tell you what you can and cannot fucking report on and talk about. Like that shit might be too fucking real. And they're like, nope, not a fucking chance. Go fucking yeah. film some wood knocks, bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bobo, yeah, go yell out in the woods. No, you're you're exactly right, man. And I love the Operation Mockingbird. We see it right now how it's like a tactical takeover of the media and anderson cooper is related to the vanderbilt family so uh how, mm -hmm. what are the odds that the best news anchor in the whole world he's so talented is uh, a part of one of those most powerful families illuminati uh, bloodlines man yeah yep once you start connecting the dots it's all right there uh but that's why i try to stay natural and from the establishment i'm trying to find eden you know i'm trying to actually link up with the forest. what are your thoughts on like this new world being actually the old world you're talking about that gopher wood and it being like uh one of the only places you can find it what if fucking what if noah was here what if he built the ark right here in america i am big on america is the mecca Res respect to everywhere else but we have pyramids we had kings and queens 
I've seen I've seen the Grand Canyon with my own eyes, and I know that some of those structures used to be palaces, but it was mudded, mud flood, Tartaria. There is yep. so much, man. Go to New Orleans, and you'll see a whole layer of buildings underneath the French Quarter, uh, and all these weird, you know, paranormal locations, and these nuclear bases, and these stadiums. It's all strategically put on Earth's old grid to harness and harvest the energy. So, yeah, you you know what I'm talking about, brother. 100%. So you know that we kind of have to like kind of dumb it down every day to like put up with normal life, like. We had kings and queens in America, guys. I laugh at politicians. They are jokes. We had, we had, our ancestors had powers. I'm not worshiping no fool puppet on the news, you know? Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm huge on the old world. Uh, of course, the mud flood, the trees, Earth's biosphere is, you know, 1%, 10% of what it used to be. Jack and the Beanstalk, based on something, there's some kind of giant world in the, in, in the clouds, you know, between us and the dome, 72 miles up, there's something in between. And they're covering it up with all these chemicals and, and light tricks. They, you know, they got us looking the wrong location nonstop. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm big on fighting for what's right. And we get all the truth leaked through us through Hollywood and these songs, you know, The Hobbit, Journey to the Center of Earth, The Jungle Cruise. They all talked about the land beneath our feet as well. So I think there's a balance and we just have to walk in between it. And then there's, you know, UFOs and these extraterrestrials outside the ice wall. Who knows if there's other you and I's or if it's just beyond. And that's, that's an amazing thing. So I definitely find myself, you know, reading Admiral Byrd's diaries a lot. uh, And then looking at where was Amelia Earhart actually going? Did she get eaten alive on a beach by crabs? Like some say, or did she go into Agatha and to Middle Earth, and you know maybe she's hanging out uh, with Hitler and Abraham Lincoln down there, sink, sipping from the fountain of youth. It's it's interesting, and there is something to it. It's a lot more realer than anything they're spewing and putting down our plates. You know, dude, that that would be a <laughs> an interesting group of folks just sitting there hanging out uh, to be a fly on the wall. Right. Yeah, man, for for fucking real. I honestly do think America is the old world. I think this is where it all fucking started, dude. Because, I mean, it, the main narrative just doesn't fucking make sense. When you start looking into, like, Tartaria, you start looking into, like, how, like, it was supposed to be, like, within eight years of them finding San Francisco, there's these like elaborate palaces, these crazy buildings. And you're just like, why? It was a bunch of fucking miners. It was a bunch of like Chinese guys that helped them build the fucking railroad. You know what I mean? It was like, there was just like some hobos and sticks and they built this fucking palace that we can't create now. Like it doesn't make any fucking sense. Or like in like every single state capital, it's just wild. These elaborate, crazy fucking beautiful buildings. And they're telling you there was like 800 people there. Why in the fuck, like, these people are, like, starving, having to work their ass off. Like, agriculture is necessary to keep you alive. Why are you putting this much time and effort to build this elaborate fucking thing so that, like, one guy can govern 800 people in the middle of fucking nowhere? Like, I don't fucking think so. That fucking structure was there. You guys found it. You don't know what the fuck it is or how to do it. Like, it's interesting, dude. Yeah, dude, there's so many fucking resets, dude. And that's like the biggest thing is that I think we are on the cusp of another fucking reset. When they're talking about the Great Reset, like, and they're saying you're going to eat the fucking bugs. Now, 
what the only thing that I'm like on the fence with is like, is this something that naturally occurs? Is there like something? Cause you know how, like they say that North pole is shifting to Siberia. And when that fucking happens, we're going to have like a polar, uh, like shift, right? Like North to South, South to North something like that. And that's going to like affect the elect, the electrical grid, uh, like magnetism, all kinds of crazy shit. Right. So that could cause some natural fucking chaos, like some flooding volcanoes, mud flood, kind of like huge disaster reset. Right. And so maybe the people that survived the last one occulted all the fucking knowledge and it's them. They know what the fuck is going to happen. And they've been fucking waiting this, like passing it from like family to family to family. They know what the fuck is going to happen. And then like they know that we're all fucking sitting ducks and we're all going to get fucked. And they're just getting ready with their underground fucking bases, like in the middle of fucking Colorado, like deep in the mountains and shit like that. And they're just they're waiting and they're ready. I don't know, man. Or maybe they're making it happen. You know, I, I don't know what it is. You have any thoughts? What like some yeah, theories? I, I definitely think uh, we have to survive the balance, regardless. You know, we got to find yeah. out for ourselves, of course. Uh, anything with the polar crap shifting, pff, uh, joke. I don't know. Baphomet six 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 numbers when it goes to the it could soil. be bullshit, right? Because like yeah, I don't know the poles like that. I, I have think to take their word for it that like here's the North Pole and it's moving and like. <laughs> I don't fucking, you know what I mean? Like Fixed and immovable means fixed and immovable yeah. to me. You know, I've never yeah. moved. I've been to the Georgia Guidestones. I looked right through that hole. I, I wasn't there at night, but when you do look through there at night, you can see Polaris, you know? We are in like a snow globe. We are in the shield. We are fixed. Yeah. We are immovable. We're in God's creation. Anybody's creator's creation. It's no no one religion. Every tribe has has the dome, has the underworld, has the pillars. The serpent below, something above, you know, maybe an angel, maybe the serpent's reflection. Uh, but I, I definitely think naturally there is these weird phases and waves uh, because I think we're just one little small section. So, yes, there is a lot going on on Earth. And I believe that everything we've ever heard is Earth. Like Earth is the system. We are the center of the universe. Every planet, every uh, alive deity that we've photographed up there, those weird, beautiful colors that are shifting. They are all Earth. They're all our system. Uh, and I do think that there are these resets. And it, you hit it right on the head, man. I think that we are at a time that there is going to be a reset and the uh, rich people are already underground. Uh, I'm not sure of why they would stir up all this chaos mentally, uh, but maybe that has something to do with it. But I definitely think they are orchestrating some of this. But again, a little bit of light just illuminates well, the darkest cavern out of chaos my dude like yep. they create this like they they do it on purpose because we're reactionary and they want us reactionary like if you're afraid if you're angry you're easier to control and manipulate than if you're like happy you're fucking content you're taking care of your family and they try to start some shit you're like i'm good but if you're fucking like I don't know how I'm going to eat today because holy shit, like everything's going to hell. And like, holy shit, people have monkeypox. They're like, what? You know, they, they have to like scare the fuck out of you and they have to freak you the fuck out. They want you stressed out. 
You know what I mean? We're like, we're an animal in a fucking cage and that's the way they like us. And they want us fucking hungry and they want us fucking working our ass off. And then they're, you know, then they can hit us with the porn hub. And so we're just like expanding, like expelling and using our fucking energy, just like sitting there watching like some sex that we're not having, you know what I mean? <laughs> and just yep. jerking off and giving some away fake, our fucking fake, energy and like illusion. That's, that's yeah. exactly. We're giving our sacred energy to their fake illusion. So you're right, man. And uh, I think they they already got the masses of, uh, of course, man. And that's, it's hard to, it's hard to watch, but we got to be strong through it all. Yeah. And, uh, and, but that gives me hope that the fact that they do have to stir us up because if it was just automatic reset, like I said, what, what would be the point, you know, but the fact that they are stirring us up, doesn't that mean that we do have a chance to fight back? Like there's some kind of area that they like, they, they're trying to control us because we have a chance and you know, that yeah. chance is, is everything to me. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, and there's something that always, that, that I always like look at it's like a uh, project looking glass, like when they would peer into the fucking future and their fucking plans would foil every single time, every single time they're like, all right, and then we're going to do this. And it's like blows up in their face. Like, I don't like, goodness over darkness man i think that they don't have a fucking chance like i'm sorry satan dies man like <laughs> we're gonna win you know yep. what i mean and it might not be easy it's not like a win where we can be just like okay good we can like put our feet up no we're gonna have to work our ass off and you're gonna have to fucking like fight with love dude you know it's one of those things but it's goodness over darkness yeah shout out to my homie emmanuel kingman the god cast goodness over darkness yes yeah. i like that there's one I don't even know the exact scripture, but it's something about the creator knows all his plans and basically laughs, you know? So the creator knows what happens in the end and we're made in his image. So I'm going to roll with that. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, man. And it, just the fact that we are, yeah, I don't, I was thinking about like the last reset uh, I was listening to. Um, I love giving shout outs to my, to my buddies, uh, but Matt from the great deception podcast, he just did a podcast on, uh, on the orphan trains, dude, that shit is fascinating as fuck. And there's all this implication. It's like, here's hundreds of thousands of fucking kids. Where the fuck are their parents? Why are you know? And like, that was like during this time where they had all these fucking sanitariums that were out and about. Right. And they were giving people lobotomies left and right. And it, so it was just like a way to get rid of like the fucking red pilled folks, the ones that weren't going to go along with the fucking reset or just like, no, this isn't how it happened. They're like, Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's just like, clink, clink and give you a fucking lobotomy, throw you in a fucking sanitarium, take your kid, throw them on this train and give them away to another family, like, and just reset history. And so like, it was easier for them to like, just do it like hard and nasty like that before. Now I think they have to indoctrinate us. Like they have to like the way they're lying about like current things that are happening right now. Like if you look at a history book, like, 10 fucking 15 years from now like january 6th is going to be as bad as 9 11 like yeah. uh, donald trump confirmed was definitely like getting pissed on by russian hookers you know like <laughs> it's like history is going to be written like the way they fucking want it to be in this fucking box uh joe biden was the best president we ever fucking had you know it's just that's going to be what's in the history books and that's what They're our kids are going to be taught you know yeah. and 
And so, and it's like they're doing this like mental game with us too. And it's like they weaken us like by dumping shit tons of fluoride in our water. Somebody, dude, somebody was telling me that the other day. It was like, you know, like the big shift or like the big campaign where they were telling people you need to start drinking eight glasses of water every day was the same fucking year they started dumping fluoride in the water. You know, wow. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, dude. So they're just trying to make us weak and stupid. And it's just, and they're putting fucking shit in the air. And they're just like, man, they're attacking us on every single front. They're attacking us with plastics because that's like uh, lowering our testosterone, raising our estrogens, like, like making this weird mix between the sexes, like making boys want to be girls, making girls want to be boys is all this fucking attack on the natural, the norm, the humanity, what we are, you know, as we were created in the image of our creator, right? They're trying, they're like spitting in the face of the creator. And it's like an inversion on everything that is natural and everything that is like order, you know, a hundred percent. They're banging us with the metals, the plastics, with everything, the waves from our Wi-Fi, and even the blue screen right now, like the yeah. good, we, we, the good we can find in this, they're, they're still whacking us. But, but yeah, man, it's nice to find another brother in light that's seeing through all this madness. Cause dude, you could go weeks with, you know, not seeing a normal person in your life nowadays. And it's like, whew, it's getting hard for us uh, truthers and the real ones, you know, the real people, like you said, we're, we're still people. There's a lot of people that they've been, uh, they've been changed through, through their plastics, through uh, the weird alien, you know, experiments, things are getting weird, man. Uh, and this is a good way to get my, another strike on YouTube, but through the MAGA jabs and your Brandon boosters, like, I think that you're not human anymore. I'm sorry. I don't know what you are. Like, you're still something. You're still somebody that I respect. You still have, like, consciousness. You're still, but, like, you're on a fundamental level, you're not a human anymore. Your DNA was changed. You were altered. Like, it's fucking crazy, dude. Like, I think it was the first step into transhumanism. And it was like, I don't know, man. It's this weird alteration. Like all the weird shit people are finding in each other, like with doctors and stuff are finding in people's veins and stuff. Like I'm hearing right now that like coroners like are finding. So coroners are used to finding about blood clots in about like 25% of people that they find that are dead. Right. And they'll go through it. Now it's like 70 to 80% of people of the dead bodies that they're finding. They're finding like things that look like, that are like this fucking long. <laughs> and then like yeah, a they look long, like ginseng like roots that yeah. are coming alive in your body. Dude, it's scary. Yeah, people's hearts are giving out now. Like you see it. You see all these marathons. The athletes aren't even really able to finish. Tennis tournaments, all of them are going down. Where to time that was this? The like, wild dude. one was that tennis tournament, dude. These people are like young and in shape. And it was like, it was like 30 plus of them like quit, couldn't finish the fucking tournament. It was like, like nobody's nobody's reporting on this. Like this is the biggest thing in the fucking world. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's too much money and too much coverage, man. And I feel like too many people have been infiltrated already that they can't even well, go back and infiltrated. But it's also like they'd have to fucking eat crow because they were the ones pushing this on us. It's like at this point, it's like the mainstream media, like the way. Okay, so the media, dude. It's like I think it's like sixty plus percent of their fucking funding comes from companies like through pharmaceutical companies yep. so if they were to give up that like so the media will tell you like you can hear that meme brought to you by pfizer brought to you by pfizer like 
in anything like sporting events like they they literally can't they couldn't tell you the truth if they wanted to that's why they tried burying it for 76 years and when they give you a piece of paper that's freaking empty and you go along with it you know i feel bad like i have loved ones but they 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 willingly took that i i yeah. didn't you know and it's sad and it's and it's right because they were trying to take our food they were trying to say we can't go to school can't go to church can't see my loved ones are they serious because yeah. they're the they were the ones who were the risk they you know the danger yeah dude. they're the ones who are killing their animals just being near them they're the ones who are making us sick just being on the same roof you know i i feel bad because there's nice people but they fell for yeah. it man yeah no i i totally feel bad for just your normie because dude because i was there i was a fucking normie forever i fucking get i'd get my flu shot and shit like i was like well, I don't want to get the flu, so I'm going to take the flu shot. And then I'd get sick as fuck. <laughs> and I, I haven't, dude, I haven't taken a flu shot in like five plus years. I haven't got the fucking flu. I don't get the fucking flu anymore. Because nope. I'm not taking your bullshit. I, I think all my, my stuff when I was, you know, I had my tonsils and adenoids taken out and rough childhood of health, you know, and I feel like that was all because of my birth. How, what happened? Yeah. You know, of course, it's sad. Dude, you know, it's another fucked up thing. Like, talking about conspiracy theories, it's just like all these poor young kids that, like, even the ones that aren't getting poked, like, somebody was telling me, it was like, isn't that a strange fucking, like, strange timing where they're simultaneously, they're saying, oh, shit, we're running out of baby formula. Also, hey, pregnant women and moms, go get jabbed. So even their kids are getting the spike through, spike proteins through the breast milk. Dude, yep. <laughs> like, and so they have, like, Dude, it's so fucked. And then, but like, I, I mean, I don't want to talk about like friends and people I know, but I like, you know, I'm talking out of my ass and a little bit, whatever. I'm just, my son doesn't have a single fucking poke. No pokes. He's uncut. He's a fully sentient, like sovereign human being. He doesn't fucking get sick. My friend's kids, they've got all their pokes. Their mom is, you know, poked and is feeding them breast milk and get a, they're sick. Every fucking time I see him, every day they're fucking sick, dude. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's scary, man. Ear infections and this and that, and dude. But anyways, those are bummers. Let's talk about Bigfoot. Yes, <laughs> but Bigfoot's got it right, man. He's staying in the woods. You know, now that time goes by, I'm like, dude, he he's been playing his cards right this whole time. You know, Hashtag, and that's what honestly Bigfoot I'm trying to get is to. Not vaccinated. Yeah, not at <laughs> never will be. <laughs> Bigfoot is also uncut, dude. He's definitely nobody circumcised Bigfoot. Oh no. And that and that <laughs> and that again is I think a war on our manhood and our soul. And that's stuff that yeah. you know they bully our parents when you know you're being born. Dude, the trauma. Like they've literally shown the stress levels in babies when you do that. And they literally there's a change in their brain and they're never the same. Like, and I'm not saying that like it, like it's going to fucking like kill your baby to do that. Like, but what I'm saying is that it starts that, like that trauma that like that your baby feels that it's like, you're supposed to feel the stress. You're supposed to feel this trauma. Like it starts that fucking like negative spiral. Right. And so they want it. Why else are they like giving babies hep B vaccines right when they come out of the womb? What do you need? What? Like your baby's not like a fucking a gay party animal. Why does he need a hep B vaccine? He's not having butt sex and doing like intravenous drugs. 
There's nothing, there's no reason for him to have a fucking hep B vaccine. So they just want to take your baby. They want to fill it with all kinds of crazy fucking metals and this and, that and the other and a bunch of fucking like chemicals that literally are there to create stress and make your body get inflamed and freak out to get that fucking response, the, the immune response. And then they're like, okay, and then let's snip the baby's penis and let's, dude, it's wild. And then Even let's like take a little bit of that blood. Let's take it. And do you know that they fucking take a drop of blood from every fucking baby and they send it down to fucking DC and they have a fucking drop of blood from every single one of us? I believe it. You know, we got yeah. a number. I didn't know that until my friend, my friend told me about the shit because uh, he, uh, I mean, cause I guess they just do that. Like they poked my baby's foot and tested it for something, but I didn't realize they keep that fucking sample. So like what, uh, but he had a home birth and he had like some like lady that was helping him. Right. And she's like, I don't remember what those people are called, like a midwife or something. Right. Yeah. And then she was like, no, I absolutely have to like, I like I'll get in trouble if I don't. And she's like, every single baby does that. Every single baby gets. A, and so they let her. She fucking took a drop of the blood and she sent it off. Like they get, they get sit down in Washington. That's crazy. Oh, All the sci-fi crazy. movies that ever came out had some kind of route to reality in it. You know, all the weird AI and testing and cloning. You know, our, our, yeah. our president doing with that fucking DNA, man. They could. I mean, because like you think about it, like back in the day, if they if you were onto something, like if you were really onto something, they'd have to fucking kill you. But nowadays, they can either just like put something on your computer or maybe they can fucking clone you. Maybe they literally could like incriminate you and do some weird shit. Like well, with deep fakes and all this other crazy shit, like they can, they could make a video of me robbing a bank. They could take my face, like everything about me. Like they have all your biometrics. They could just throw you inside of that video. You're the one that just robbed that bank. We're here to arrest you. You piece of shit. You know? And how do I prove, because they have their experts, their experts are like, Oh, this video is untampered. Yeah, this is real. Exactly. We're just oh, playing shit. in their system, man. And and you're right there, man. It's it's already been done, you know. Like the most famous footage from 2001, you know, is I think a hologram. I don't yeah, think there are any it? planes. What are we talking? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, that makes okay. I'm retarded. <laughs> I just don't want to get an automatic strike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, you can hear. It doesn't matter. You're on my channel. We can, we, we already uh, we're gonna get one <laughs> with all the shit I just said. I don't <laughs> think there were planes at 9/11. Yeah, I think it was all hologram. That's interesting, man. That's a fucking fascinating idea. Like, talk to me more about that, because like, dude, I, I've always been one of those that like, uh, obviously a fucking plane did that and maybe even there was these arab dudes that did it but our government let it happen sort of thing but like there's also the idea that they just like put a fuck ton of explosives in there and then they had just like cia guys go and crash the but also dude like they can remotely control fucking airplanes like they can it's literally they can just make fucking airplanes do what they want and so they could just take hijack these airplanes blame it on a bunch of fucking arabs it's kind of how like fucking jet fuel is hot enough to melt steel beams, but it's not hot enough to fucking leave these beautiful fucking passports that we found pristine and mint condition on the side of the road. Just so happens. Yeah. And it's just those two guys that, yeah. that got the plane. Everybody yeah, else's fucking passports. They burned alive, but yeah. My, my dad's a fireman. So I w took those fireman videos very serious when they all said we heard explosions. It was like a controlled demolition. 
you know, yeah. and then we, we saw the footage that the news was showing, oh, World Trade Center 7 has went down, but it was right, it was still standing in back yeah. of them, you know, and then Lucky Larry with the Pentagon, he had $21 billion worth of stuff, you know, that dancing, dancing and Rayleigh, dancing Israelis. <laughs> They just so happen to be set up and have their cameras pointed directly at it and fucking exactly. Yeah. If if you saw the footage too, like a couple of the times when it shows the plane actually going into the building, it's like a digital, you know, it doesn't actually make sense. But we've seen it with uh Project Bluebeam, what's gonna be coming, you know, they're gonna stage an alien invasion. We've already seen it with soccer stadiums, like the, the Baltimore Ravens Stadium. They have this next level, you know, holograms that they have giant crows and ravens and uh, whales coming from the basketball court like they can literally project that so what you said you know they can control a plane or they can just <laughs> make a hologram and that's so even easier but yeah it's either there was a hologram or it was a like a type of plane that wasn't a commercial plane it didn't have windows in it because i've heard a lot of you know firsthand statements saying oh we've we've seen it was like a military plane uh but that was when everything changed uh it's very very crazy day. Uh, United 93 actually flew right over my school, uh, but I didn't know it was happening at the time. So, you know, it's not like we were like looking up, uh, but it's very interesting. Rest in peace to all the good people that passed away uh, during that time. Uh, Americans and the millions that were, you know, killed, uh, murdered, slaughtered uh, after for, for nothing, yeah. you know, for nothing. And it's, it's very yeah. sad. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And I mean, that's the biggest thing is like when we talk about false flags, like people freak the fuck out. And and I'm telling you, it's it's like we're not saying people didn't die. So we're not like discounting victims. I mean, sometimes people didn't die. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes nothing but, happened. Uh, but like, dude, with 9-11, I believe a lot of people fucking died because they clearly fucking did. And uh, dude, especially like like first responders, they died from like horrible fucking cancers by like from the shit that they breathed in and you want to not trust your government and you think your government is trustworthy. They were telling you it was fine to breathe the air in ground zero. You remember that? And they're like, yeah, it's just fine. Not going to hurt you. And all these people just dying by like breathing in incinerated human bodies and asbestos and weird fucking metals and things from the explosives. And yep. It's sad, man. Unidentified S4 is my good buddy, Anthony. He was a New York police officer. He was down there for two years. And then he had to retire from the injuries that that happened down there. And uh, it's just crazy mentally and physically what uh, they were put through. And I, uh, I'm i big on the false flags, man, because it, it ushers like the new reality in. Uh, we can call it out basically nowadays. They post it on Craigslist. They literally look for actors on Craigslist. They yeah. And they Dude, use the same the actors. Same yeah. actresses, you know, it's it's scary. And they have IMDB pages, man. I, yeah. I'm in movies. Like, there's a chance I could be next to one of them. I'll be like, aren't you the, the parent of that? Didn't I see you at the airport? so familiar. Well, yeah. I was in a Coca-Cola commercial. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's weird ones like Lil Wayne and Big Sean. They had that music video of my homie still that I think it was like 21 or 12 skeletons in a uh, movie theater. And then the very next day, that orange haired, crazy, you know, Mm. Um, hired professional, uh, you know, shot up the movie theater. And then, you know, he was in a bunch of other false flags and his mom was in it too. 
it's crazy, man. Once you peel that orange, it's it's crazy what uh what you see inside. Dude, the recent one that I that I like there's like good fucking camera footage of because I guess the guy had like a GoPro on or something. Do you remember the one that was like up in New York? And I guess he was like hunting, I don't know, he was like after minorities, I think. Supposedly that's what was happening. And like it was at a grocery store. Do you remember the yeah. one I'm talking about? Yeah. If you watch the guy, like I'm fucking trained with firearms. I have great fucking training i'm better trained than most police officers with a fucking firearm i'm watching that guy he is so fucking proficient it's insane there's no fucking way i could be that fluid with my motions you're watching him like every single step he's sitting there he's like he's like cocked like at and as he's like opening the door it's just smooth it's pointed directly at the person without missing a step boom first one dead boom second one like you're just like holy fucking shit this guy like that was a fucking trained cia like yeah agent. either trained like, or under hypnotic state mk ultra you know, could trained, be, dude, but you like know, that so motherfucker it's, it's had or. years of training, dude. Mm-hmm. That person, like they, maybe they lived on a fucking yeah, like like you said, a base where they were like just breaking them down mentally, but like physically, that dude had years of training to be that fucking good. Wow, like that fucking good. I was shocked. I was like, holy shit. My buddy pointed it out to me because he's ex-military, and because like I had just watched it before, and I was like, man, this is fucked up, and I couldn't even watch it because it's gross. You don't want to watch that. And then he was like, dude, just watch how good and smooth this is. And I'm like, and when you look at it through that lens, you're like, holy shit. And because like the story was, he was just like some goofy eighteen-year-old kid, and you're like, what? Like, yeah. how does this goofy 18-year-old kid, first of all, have, like, a $1,500 weapon in his, like, $40,000 truck with this much fucking ammo? You're like, these things are not fucking adding up. He worked at Wendy's. Yep. You know what I mean? It was like, how the fuck did he get this gun? How did he get this ammo? Where did he get How is he affording that fucking truck? Like, it's, it's all fucking, yeah, dude, it's all fucking fed shit. Always yep. fed shit. It is, man. And it's sad because even like even stuff like Pearl Harbor, you know, has weird, weird gray area to it. You know, like, oh, they knew the attack was coming for, you know, days, weeks, and they allowed it. It's like, man, you know, it's I'm patriotic. I love America. I love the real America, though, you know, not this facade. That's where it's like some people get down when it's like, man, America's dead. This country's dead. In a way, that is right. In a way, that is like the ultimate smack in the face. So it's like, you know. We all want the best. Well, most of us want the best thing for for each other. But I feel like so many people are programmed, so confused nowadays. They don't even know uh, what's best for them, you know. And it's it's hard yeah, to see through it all. I see my my personal self. I'm an anarchist, but it's like I'm not a crazy one of those like uh, call Molotov cocktail throwing antifa psychopaths or something. I'm a peaceful like voluntarist, as well, and like I want to have free exchange. I'm like a free market like anarchist sort of thing. Uh, but like, I, I totally understand that where you're like, I love America because it's like, there's a difference between like a nation and a people and their government and a state, you know, like I love the people around me. I love my community. I love, you know, that can be something beautiful, you know, something like that. But I don't need these inbred psychopaths that like, you know what I mean? It, dude, it's so funny when you really look at like, because even people like Gavin Newsom, do you know he's related to Nancy Pelosi? I, I could you know, imagine. 
like they're all fucking weird and related. Like the Pelosi family is like deep, like mafia style. Like those families are weird and they've been like, they have these connections over these locations. It's like, it's wild dude. And like the inbreeding goes deep, dude. Like even like uh, Harry and Megan, they're fucking cousins. Wow. People don't know that shit. Harry and Megan, cause he just married some, some black girl from America. You're like, no, that's his cousin. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't just be some random. And uh, she yeah. was she was just an actress in like Fringe, but that just shows you there was always this grand design. So it's it's wild. And yeah, I was I was laughing because I was wondering how we were gonna start the show before I started talking to you, you know. And I was like, oh, we're gonna open it up with like today's a good day. The queen is dead. We are one step closer to freedom. But you know, then the prince is just as bad, and he's kicking yeah, out. He's worse. He's yeah, worse. He is. Like half of me, because like someone was like pointing out, like he was like one of the first people to like start talking about the Great Reset. He was one of the first people to start like he really might be in control. Like as far as like, because who the fuck is Klaus Anal Schwab anyways? Like he's just some fucking weirdo German like like dollar dollar store Doctor Evil. You know what I mean? Like I it really could be fucking Charles, dude. He could be fucking in charge of that shit. Old sausage fingers himself. Yeah, I know. I saw that picture. There was one uh, statement from Princess Diana. I think it was Charles that she said she saw him in reptilian form. She saw one of the princes. She saw the queen, queen too. The queen yeah, in she reptilian said they, form. The whole fucking family went into reptilian form and were like eating people and shit. Yeah. Madness. And, and growing up, it's crazy because in my, uh, my grandparents' bathroom, our grandchildren's bathroom, I always had like some kind of magazine that talked about her death. And of course it didn't say anything, you know, controversial, but I think it was always like a marker to me to like, now I remember that I'm like, even back then it was left for me to like dig deeper, you know, cause maybe, Dude, maybe someone who there was reports about her that she like was just barely scuffed and shit. Like she wasn't even fucking badly hurt when wow. they found her and stuff like that. And then you're like, dude, it, it really makes me think about like, um, who was, oh man, Anne Heche. Do you, do you see that video where they're like, like she's in a coma, she's dead. And then like the last, like you're watching her getting, yeah, she yeah. Just fucking sits up in the stretcher. You're like, holy fuck. Yep. <laughs> like they smoked that bitch inside of that ambulance. What did they give her? They gave her something to fucking sedate her. And then they like, Probably a bunch of fentanyl. I know that. I know she had a yeah. bunch in her body. That's a neat. That's yeah. an easy way you can literally just slap down someone's arm nowadays, and you can kill them. It's really scary, and no yeah, one's talking dude. about I mean, it either. You could have something on your hand. Yeah, you could have it like and just like touch somebody. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. They get exorbitant in their skin and fucking OD, and then when they oh, they must have been a drug addict. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and then they already had some kind of cookie crumble you know, path lead to that. They're like, Oh yeah. Remember in 2011 when this happened, it's crazy. And, th and that's what happens to all these celebrities when they bring out a little truth. I know she was working on a child trafficking, uh, documentary or movie. Supposedly um, it was supposed to still come out and I don't know if it will or won't. I kind of doubt it will, but it's pretty funny. Cause one girl that I'm in a movie with is in a movie with Alec Baldwin and Anne Hash. And she's like, yeah, I don't think that movie's coming out. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I doubt it. <laughs> Alex fucking Baldwin, man. He got away with that shit. For now, yeah. Fucking, yeah. What do you think about that? That's a fucking interesting thing. Yeah, I think uh, they really just messed up on set. I don't know if there's any deep uh, you know, conspiracy to it, but uh, it 
it opens it up to like what happened to Brandon Lee back in the day on the side of the crow. You know, was he was he murdered? Uh, and then all these other curses. When I don't believe in coincidences wrong. or accidents, dude. I think I think he smoked that bitch. <laughs> I, my first line and my first ever book published is coincidence is the only thing to never exist. Like everything else has existed, but coincidence, the only thing is it's a word. It's a word to say what it isn't, you know? Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. No such thing as coincidences. Everything is connected. Some kind of spider web. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that these Hollywood executives, um, that's their way of sending subliminal messages and sending messages to people. You know, they could take them down uh, at any point, uh, or they can make them say anything at any point. And like you were saying earlier with the deep fakes, there's this movie called The Congress that uh, they scan these actors and then they got their DNA for the rest of their life. They can make them do or say anything. And I, I believe that's what they got got us, man. And then they can design certain illnesses just to attack us if we want. You know, like go to this household and get get Connor. You know, and they they got it, man. Uh, so again, we have to uh, keep them on their toes, but they're scared of us. So we hold that light, man. And how much, dude, how much of like our daily existence and our interactions are all just fucking AI. AI is getting to a point where it's so fucking wild. Like I like, how do I know that anyone that I see on the news or television is even fucking real? How much of that could just be like deep fake? Like they do some fucking fantastic AI bots that like you can, or they just have a person talking, right? Like there was this lady, I think it was a lady. Anyways, it it was like a lady that was like dressed up as this red haired dude. Do you remember who I'm talking about? Where she was like, I think this was like a pretty famous TikTok thing where uh, it was like this redheaded dude and he would like do this dumb shit and and it turned into this big channel. And then she did a reveal and she goes, this is actually me. And then she boop like this. And it's, and it's been a girl the whole time. And she was, she just made this fucking character and people like was following this person. Like it was a real fucking person. Like, I don't know, man. Like I, it's, it's wild, dude. I don't fucking believe any of this shit. Yeah. Look at, look at the white house press press conferences. Those are not in Washington, DC. They're in a set. You know, and we can see that we can see the edge sometimes. And just recently when Joe Blow was up on stage, you know, with his V for Vendetta speech, they had two military guys on there. But then if you look on stage when the people are filming, they're not there. So they have these digitally military guys in to make it enforced a little bit more. Yeah, I think I think the guy is a puppet. I think he's wearing a mask. I think he's a clone. So, yeah, man, if if the news anchors aren't real, then I also don't. Yeah. Who who is nowadays? And then we've heard so many stories of like celebrities have been dead for forever and been like replaced you know paul mccartney yeah. is one of them like no one knows mm-hmm. paul mccartney died and they just brought in a lookalike and he's still the most famous band ever you know it's it's weird all i say is uh i wish all the beatles were dead they're all dog shit and garbage <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm with you man they uh I've heard a lot of strange things and that they tried to, uh, you know, shape people's minds. Same with the Grateful Dead, that they were not wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's why probably they attack people like Jim Morrison that, you know, want to just stand for the soul and for the music. Well, Jim Morrison's like dad fan. was a fucking military guy. Jim Morrison's dad was like a high level intelligence. Like I do remember also heard that Jim Morrison had no fucking skill or talent at all either. And he just was just some like pretty boy that was like the son of a military guy. And so they like, he was one of the first like created. Well, I mean, so were the Beatles. Like, you know what I mean? They like create these fucking boy 
boy bands, you know, like the monkeys, right? They were just completely made by like corporate America. And they're like, you're going to be this guy. And like, I don't know, like it's, it's nice to believe that some of them are real, but I, Jim Morrison was probably fake as fuck. You're right. You're you know? right. The and soul, he, could, he sounded like the voice of resistance and like, yeah. And we're like, it's, it's all bullshit, man. They give us our heroes and they give us our villains, man. Yep. It's, it's wild. Like Elon Musk is the good guy billionaire that's going to save us and save free speech. Uh huh. Like <laughs> it's all just yeah. bullshit. And Bill I, Gates is the bad guy billionaire. And but the left loves him, and the right loves Elon Musk. And you know, we just have to sit there. It, it's so silly, dude. We're like, it, it, <laughs> yeah, man. Elon Musk is in a picture with Jazane Maxwell. You know, so. Uh, that goes deep too. But when he was on Joe Rogan, he didn't know the difference between a blunt and a joint. So I'm not taking that guy's word for anything. He's like, a super genius. Okay. He's yeah. really fucking smart. And he, and he's handicapped. <laughs> so we're not allowed to talk bad yeah. about him. You know, same thing Dude, with you Joe Biden. He hasn't he built stutters, any so. of those companies. He <laughs> has bought all of those companies and he's in charge of them, but he bought them. He didn't fucking start them. He's not a fucking super genius. Like I, that's the whole thing is like, I think Bill, like Joe Biden might be fucking smarter than him. That's funny. And, and then I, I heard you say, Bill, man, Bill Gates is buying up all the farmland and everything here. It's it's really sad. And his his name is on the patents of all this stuff that's coming out recently. So, yeah, it's sad when, you know, there's a mountain of evidence for, for freedom and truth and natural body. And somehow they still have such a weird programming over people. It's like, guys, wake up, please. You know, it's right here. And I think that's the the grand thing. And that's why they have it. Like they literally have to tell us what they're about to do. And they do tell us and people still fall for it. Uh, yeah, dude. And it's like, you were talking about the music before. Um, oh man, I'm hearing, I'm hearing myself. I'm, I'm echoing. That's a bummer. I don't know what that is, but uh, so like, as far as the music goes, it's like, um, my buddy was telling me about like radio stations because he used to work at fucking radio stations. And he was talking about like all of these musical artists that like really kicked ass. He goes, he goes, those, all of those fucking radio stations, all that fucking music that gets played, they fucking pay to play. And he goes, that's just the fucking norm. And he goes, if you, if you're in those fucking, like, if you know about that shit, if you're like in the scene, you're just, okay. Like, it's like, why is this one shitty song that really sucks getting played all the fucking time? He was like, well, because this guy just like dropped off an ounce of cocaine and gave him like two fucking, uh, what <laughs> my buddy say, he gave him two jet skis and a, and a fucking ounce of coke. And he wow. goes, that's why the song is getting fucking played all the time and like somebody that worked really hard and made this fucking awesome album if you don't have fucking two jet skis to give this guy your 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 career's done if you don't I have enough fucking money to play you know pay to play you, you're i not feel it's that money. way on youtube and odyssey and rothkin and everywhere you know you have to pay to get their advertisement or you're gonna get the lower tier and like if you're on instagram and you're trying to promote something and you didn't pay them to for promote they're going to knock you down. So it's it's a weird balance as like a creator who has to try to make a living as this, but trying to stay natural and not give in to the corporate side. It's like a it's a weird balancing act. You know, I feel like I'm walking on a, a wooden bridge over a freaking volcano, but I'm just yeah, praying man. it doesn't break. It's one of those wild things, dude, because like people will fucking knock you for like either, either having advertisements or like trying to make money doing this. And you're like, 
do you want me to do you like do you respect what I do? Do you want me to continue like making this content? Like I got to feed my family too. I got a fucking baby and a fucking mortgage and a wife and a like like you have to fucking make like I don't know. So many people get like that dude's a shill cuz he's like selling this and you're like yeah, okay, but we're like well, are you fucking, are you donating? Like, can you, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have to sell fucking dick pills if like you'd throw me a bone or two. You know what I mean? Like you can have like audience fucking, you can have your audience support you, but you have to have that type of fucking relationship with your audience. And it, it's weird, man. It's, but then like people will call you a huckster cause you're like trying to get money from your audience. And you're like, dude, like, I don't know, dude. It, there's so much of that shit. It's just total bullshit. So I agree. He, so, like, I try to fucking, if I can, you know, I'm a fucking, I'm a chef. I don't make very much fucking money, but, like, there's a few guys that I really respect, and I fucking financially give to them every fucking month. Every month. I just give them a little bit. Like, what I can afford. I can, okay, I can PayPal you five bucks because you're fucking awesome. I respect what you do. You're fucking changing the game. Like, you're, like, it's value for value. You know what I mean? Like, I listen to this guy all the fucking time. He's the shit. I'm fucking going to help and I'm going to contribute. Yep. I, I wish That's there was more people like that because I'm one of them too. I don't ask nobody to do nothing that I haven't done or wouldn't do. I donate. I buy my friend's books. I go to their events. You know, that's all I'm asking is like someone to reflect a little what I, you know, a percentage of what I've given, what I feel I've given to all this. So when people do try to knock me down, like earning, I'm trying to do this for my life. So uh, yeah, I have to, you know, try to sell my books or, uh, you know, get get a appearance fee to drive six hours somewhere. You know, it's it all has to balance out somehow because Netflix and even all these other establishments, they're already in the lead by so much. And those same friends that would break us down, they're they're shelling out their money to them. It's like, man, where, yeah, where's- dude, that's the thing, you, motherfucker, you're giving your money to fucking Disney and you're giving your money to fucking Netflix and you're giving your money to like fucking OnlyFans and Pornhub and all kinds of like Krispy Kreme and McDonald's and like, like, who do you actually care about? Like, what do you like? What kind of what kind of thing do you want to see in the world? Like people vote with their fucking dollar. And so I guess what you're really saying is you care more about fucking Pornhub and McDonald's and fucking like Marvel action characters doing stupid shit than you do about like truth and like, you know, all this other, you know, it's just, it's one of those things, man. Yeah. People vote with their fucking dollars. Yep. And I, I'll support real people till the end, even if I don't got nothing, you know, I, and especially like likes and shares, all that is free. Like if yeah, dude, that's do, the best way you can do, can't do that. support us. Hey, give us a good review. Give us a fucking nice review. Yeah, share us with your friend. Yeah, like that's a fucking great way. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. That that requires no like not not much effort and requires no money at all. And you can fucking support somebody that you care about. You know what I mean? Right. Share their shit. Say this was an awesome show. Everybody check it out. And, and honestly, nowadays, even to trick the algorithm, you don't even have. You can press share and press copy link, and that will do what it needs to you know, algorithm wise, and you don't even have to publicly share it to your friends. Cause I know some people are so self-conscious. They're like, oh, I don't want to put Bigfoot on my Facebook. You know, you can still press share, you know, but it's so silly that I'm trying to tackle the world truths and I have to dumb myself down to algorithm and YouTube comments, guys, YouTube, like, and subscribe. No, sh- no shit. You know, that's what I do every time I like a video, you know, if I enjoy this person, I like subscribe, drop a comment. That's like second nature. I can, 
ASDFJK. I could type with my eyes closed a couple nice things to him, you know. And uh, but yeah, you know, I again, I I don't want to harp on negativity, but when I do, I'm I'm not speaking of like asking people. I'm speaking of stuff that I do myself. You know, it's like I ain't sending nobody to D Day and I, without me joining you guys on the beach too. I'm with it. You know. So, dude, let me tell you. So, talk to me about. Uh, you were saying that you work at like a fucking cool store where a bunch of nerds come and hang out and fucking like buy Magic the Gathering, and then like you said, you said that you hear like Bigfoot experiences. Can you share some like fun ones? Yes, definitely. Uh, I work at a place called Retro to New. It's kind of like a pawn shop, kind of like a flea market. You know, it's a cool vibe there. Uh, we host D and D, Magic the Gathering, Mortal Kombat tournaments. We sell Hell artwork yeah. from a lot of cool artists. Uh, we also sell fishing stuff and knives. So it is like an outdoors shop too. Uh, and that brings in Florida. Oh yeah. Florida. Yeah. You know, it's anything that can just keep us busy during the day. We're on the boat. We're playing call of duty. We're reading comic books. Next door is the smoke shop. There's a barber shop. One more door down. And I haven't had a haircut in like seven years, so they don't get no business out of me. But that place is really haunted. The barbershop at the end of our plaza. So every day I get reports just from the girls too. And a couple of people are like, man, they're just crazy. No, I've seen the security camera footage. I've seen the pictures. There's like black blurs and spirals and like little tornadoes in this shop. Uh, so I definitely think maybe maybe the structure or maybe the land might have something to it. Uh, but I definitely think that a couple of the customers and maybe the owner uh, have some dark energy attached to them. But yeah, it's a that's uh, fascinating, man. We're we're getting into the paranormal too, man. Because ghosts are something that I struggle with. Like I I believe in a lot of shit, but ghosts, like I I have a hard time believing that. Like, why would any fucking spirit stay here? <laughs> and can they like this whole thing is it more like are they fucking demons or are they like lower entity beings that like trick us and make us think they're our loved ones and stuff like or are they actually like is grandma here yeah you know, i have no idea dude it's it's a weird one i think there's levels to it and every situation is its own you know i think maybe sometimes it's just trapped energy and it's just like yeah. something residual you know maybe sometimes it is something specific but positive you know a family member uh, used to like this rocking chair. So it's there and that's, Oh, that's aunt Sarah, you know? Uh, but then, yeah, there is these dark ones that maybe people, get I think you gotta be really chill and have like a really cool fucking attitude to just be like, yeah, that's aunt Sarah. They're like, that chair's moving. You're like, yeah, that's just aunt Sarah. She does that. <laughs> hey, energy's never created nor destroyed. Yeah. It just always <laughs> existed. You know, I've, I like that one. Uh, but but the game store is really cool because uh, we get, you know, we're talking about fantasy all the time. There's Lord of, Lord of the Rings posters. So we got orcs, goblins, Middle Earth. And uh, there's an artist named Sean Langley. He's actually from Ohio, where I'm from. He designed our uh, logo and he does a lot of cool artwork like Mothman, Flatwoods Monster. Uh, and it's really crazy because I actually just signed with Yeti Bars. It's a deodorant company. And uh, Small World, he designed their logo, too. I'm like, dude, hell yeah. knows you. It's like, when you spread your wings, man, the dome's only 72 two miles high, man. We're like, dude, you and I are farther apart than heaven is to us, or at least top yeah. of our world. So it, it, it's wild. Uh, but every day there is crazy customers that come in. Uh, there's homeless people that walk in just to get some you know, air conditioning for a while because they know it's a cool hangout spot in florida is always you know treacherous uh but then there's also hunters and uh high level co 
college students that come in. And then my favorite are the Mormon missionaries. Uh, the whole plaza is owned by a Mormon. And uh, one of their workers, me and him really like hit it off on just theories and stuff. So he sent two of the elders uh, to talk to me about like eight months ago. And there's been four sets of them now. Uh, and they always come to me to talk and I'm like, guys, I'm not interested in joining your church. I, I definitely respect any positivity. Uh, but I want to hear the strange stuff that you guys know about your religion. And most of the time they're like 18, 19, don't, don't really know much. So I tell, I bring out the story about how John Smith, the guy that, you know, created the Mormon religion in the 1800s, he actually found Cain and Cain was as tall as him on a horse covered in hair. So that's not going to make me join the church, but that should make all them interested in the work I'm doing. You know, Cain is a Bigfoot. The marked one is a Bigfoot. And their book was founded on that encounter, a Bigfoot experience. Uh, so I think there's something magical in that. Uh, but yeah, man, I have a lot of witnesses come to uh, the store as well. And I get to interview them and the videos are on my channel, Bigfoot Anonymous. Uh, and I've also uh, put a few of those into like documentaries to other filmmakers as well because the stories were so good uh but one of my first ones i heard uh this dude uh his name's buck so i guess we'll just call him buck that's his nickname uh he was walking from his mom's house to his to his grandparents house like eight miles uh through the night and he heard something paralleling him uh on the side so he he got a stick and like put it in some moss and was lighting it on fire like a, like a teenage kid uh, and then he like shined it out and he saw just a hairy, the lower level of the torso and down. Uh, and then he just ran. And, uh, I, I always thought that story was a little fishy and I heard, I had him audio record that years ago. And then just recently, like six months ago, uh, I had him audio record it again, just in a different way. It was a lot more professional and he hit all the details exactly the same. So I was like, okay, that, there's something to that story. Uh, but then there's some other guys uh, over by two egg where there's the two egg stump jumper and it was two military guys and they were fishing and they felt, they literally felt the ground shake underneath them and then saw this creature running past them. And they described it as looking like Shrek, not super tall, but huh. more, more short and thick, like an ogre, like really fat and shoulder, uh, thick in the shoulders. And a lot of reports of the two egg stump jumper is that he's a lower, smaller skunk ape, but very aggressive. And, uh, they weren't really scared of him, but they could tell that he was super, super strong. And then my favorite one is the Carryville wood ape, uh, because everybody from Carryville that I like see on the, you know, I'll see their ID or something. I'll be like, oh, you're from Carryville, or they'll have like a, a shirt on. And I'll be like, oh, what do you know about the wood ape, the ape man? And they're like, we hear him almost every night. And I have like three or four recordings that have been sent to me of this thing screaming. Uh, but recently, it's kind of sad that they found a dead body at a place called Pate Pond, and uh, that's right over there. So a lot of people are saying that the wood ape might have killed him. But what's wild is one of my buddies, uh, my name's Connor Michael Flynn. His name is Michael Flynn, and he's an FSU uh, super fan, and he has, like, a football page that me and him, like, you know, he's like, oh, that's cool, you got a Bigfoot page. I'm like, oh, that's cool, you got a college football page, dude. We're like, we're proud of each other, you know? Well, he hits me up one night, and he says that he saw a goat man, like a Baphomet-type creature. Uh, it huh. was, Yeah, it, it was a giant Bigfoot-sized monster with, like, antlers, but he described him as horns. Uh, but his neighbor, 
he described them as antlers, uh, pretty wild, and that he saw it carrying a deer over a shoulder right in that same area. Uh, so I went to the location where they found the dead body and like went out in the woods and looked and there was a lot of weird impressions in the mud, but you know, that's going to happen from all the hogs and big deer that are out here. Uh, but I did see some like weird goat tracks, but goat kind goat hooves, uh, kind of look like deer hooves. And you know, it, it definitely gets weird when it's all just lit littered on the ground. It's not solid mud. It wasn't in the swamp. Uh, but those are a couple cool little stories uh but literally all the time one one more that st sticks out to me uh is the ochizi pond the, the, where the wild man was captured in 1874 literally less than 10 minutes let's from talk my about that right dude now. tell me tell me about the fucking the wild man yeah, yeah well, but tell me the story or where however you want to do this yeah for sure it was in the panhandle florida ochizi pond it started in 1873. Uh, this wild man was harassing women and children. Uh, they'd be out, you know, picking berries and they'd it'd get really close to them. And they, they were really terrified. And it actually led to the Native Americans and the Civil War veterans teaming up together uh, to hunt down this creature. And they surrounded it and they actually netted it uh, near the devil's half acre. Pretty wild. Uh, and they, they supposedly caught it in a net. And then they took it all the way to Tallahassee in a train uh, and they showed the governor and he said, no way. Take it to Chattahoochee Hospital and Chattahoochee Hospital uh, is famous for multiple reasons. Gary Oldman made a movie about Chattahoochee, about how he was a war veteran. He went over there and they did cruel and unusual experience experiments to him. So imagine what the heck they did to the Bigfoot for the three years he was there. Uh, but there's actually a deep underground military base, a huge bunker underneath it and i believe that that's a whole entrance probably to an underground city beyond that uh but there's a whole tunnel system that goes out to the river as well uh but they say that they kept him there for three years and he passed away uh under their custody in their care uh but i want to hope that somehow he maybe escaped out the tunnels or uh you know there's there's hope to him uh but like i was saying earlier i've actually got to spend intimate time at Chattahoochee Hospital because you don't get to do that, you know, just normally. But my dude is the IT guy and actually lives on campus. So we get to go out at night, you know, with the with the with the badge. We're, we get to go anywhere we want. Uh, so I, I filmed all that. I have a whole Chattahoochee video uh, that I plan on releasing once he's a full time filmmaker out of their care at the hospital, too. Yeah. Uh, but back to the pond. Uh, they still have a lot of activity to this day. And there's a lot of cool stories that they've actually found two mummies uh, deep in a hut deep in the swamp. Uh, because they say it's like nine acres, uh, square square miles. Or not, not nine acres, nine square miles, the uh, pond. And uh, that is a, a huge it's area. It's a big-ass pond. Definitely. Yeah. And, there's, and there's cypress. So uh, it's really thick to get around, and it all looks the same in certain during certain times of like high rain you can enter different parts of the forest but other times you can't even get back there so it's like a perfect labyrinth to hide the dead and to live comfortably uh but my good friend uncle joe that's what we call him uncle joe colson he's this famous radio guy down here in panhandle he retired and he has hearing aids now and he makes his own hearing aids that he can change the tone and he can listen to them breathing in the swamp and he says he can hear their phlegm uh, and his son actually had like a face-to-face -face encounter uh, when he was young and he drew it. Uh, a little kid drew this crazy Sasquatch picture. And 
Uh, it's just a lot of wild stories over there. There's a there's a road in that region called Feral Drive. Uh, so I think there's a whole tribe of these feral people as well. There's a whole homeless tribe, homeless population of people down here in Florida. But there's Native Americans that they just never joined the structure and they'd still live out there in the forest. And maybe the feral people are teaming up with the Sasquatch. But a lot of people do not understand that Florida is two time zones wide. It is so big, so dense with wilderness. There is no getting through the swamp. Uh, even if you have like gators on or anything, if there's certain sections that humans have not been for hundreds of years. So I think there is definitely a healthy population of skunk ape down here. And while I'm on my skunk ape ramp, I just want to uh, talk about a couple other locations that I've, you know, researched and got some crazy information and, uh, and, and evidence, of course. Uh, but in the green swamp, really crazy place, right in central Florida, right in Lakeland. Uh, we actually had a eight-minute knocking encounter that is all recorded and it's coming out in a documentary here soon. Uh, it was really wild. We would knock like four times and then it would get creative and it would challenge us. It felt like just balancing back and forth. And it was so intimate. And uh, it was one day after uh, the Great Florida Bigfoot Conference. And at the end of the Great Florida Bigfoot Conference, they showed Stacy Brown's new movie, The Skunk Ape Experiments, which I'm actually a part of that movie as well. Uh, but at one part, they do a, uh, a like a ritual that they uh, open up a, a portal to Pan, to, you know, the demon Pan. And uh, Matt Williamson from Supernatural Spectrum, he thinks that our reaction the next day in the swamp was like a direct correlation between the portal opening. And uh, a lot has happened since. Uh, but also yeah. in the green swamp on other uh, occasions, we found really strange hair on barbed wire. and. Tim T in Florida. Uh, he made a great video on YouTube that he puts our hair under a microscope and it is clear, green, gray, tan, black, all these different colors. And it doesn't match anything in the known Florida wildlife. Uh, but it also correlates with a lot of other Sasquatch hair samples found all around this country and even Australia and other, other uh, high area countries. Like I think I think we saw some samples from like the Himalayan mountains and even like uh, the, the Chinese Yeren, the wild man, uh, the, the hair all correlates, man. It, it reflects light. It's, it's very magical. They say it's close to being hollow. Uh, but yeah, man, you, cause think about that. Like I bet with the, the type of hair that they have, I mean, cause I think that they can go stealth. I think that they can hide themselves if they don't want to be seen like that, that type of hair, man, like maybe it could be like a fucking jellyfish, man. Have you seen them? Like they can change and just like, they can just change into wherever they are. They literally camouflage themselves into something where like a Bigfoot could literally be right next to me right now. And if he doesn't want me to see him, I'm not going to see him. Yep. They are masters of light. They know how the light plays off. And even just like there's monkeys, those white monkeys, they turn green when they're in a jungle. So it has already been proven in the animal kingdom. Just like how you said with jellyfish, uh, like, like a octopus, they also have the camouflage. There is a lot of these animals. Squids, millions. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Dude. And, and it's amazing. It's amazing to think that they actually have, they possess that in their hair and then also their ability. Like we were saying on the pre-show us as beings, we are made out of protons, neutrons, electrons, and they come in two forms, particle form, which is solid, which we are 99999% of the time or wave form. 
and the waveform just opens up the possibilities. Oh, teleportation. Oh, disappearing. Portals. All that is somewhat possible if you could just become waveform. Let alone imagine these creatures that have been out in the woods, out in real earth for generations. They're not hit with all these distractions and all this pettiness that we have to dump yeah, ourselves dude. down to. They're not full so, of fucking fluoride. They're not full of all these like pharma chemicals. They're not full of all this GMO bullshit. Like their pineal gland is not calcified. Like right. I think because like I've had enough like credible um, folks on here come and talk to me like Bigfoot experiencers that like they're talking like mind to mind communication. They, oh, they yeah. literally are telepathic. Psychic Bigfoot, man. And that scares people. You and I were talking about this before it's like like we've i've been in communication with some of these like really big famous people in the sasquatch community like like real motherfucking famous folks and the second i started talking about i think bigfoot's a psychic they were like fuck you <laughs> and those they, people though those people i want to cut their head off right away just don't even let them get those two words out because what they never felt love they never felt that other feeling they never felt deja vu they never dreamed what about when they were a baby and they were crying and they telepathically spoke to their mom and dad like moms know when we're in trouble you know so did, have those people like refused to live their whole life you know, no, they're just so in their own bubble that they don't even want to break it. They don't even want to think that. So, and man, people those get people so don't go scared. very far with me. You know, they're yeah, scared. They, yeah. they get scared when you start talking about the connections where you're talking about like uh, Skinwalker Ranch and you're talking about these orbs and these things flying, these UFOs, and all of a sudden people are seeing little Bigfoots. Like, okay. They don't want there to be a connection. They want it to be separate. They're like, you're talking about aliens? You're talking about interdimensional shifting? You're talking about, like, fairies or something? You're crazy. It all connects, man. It <laughs> like, all connects. You're telling me that you believe in Bigfoot, but, like, me saying that there might be a UFO and there might be a connection there, I'm the crazy one? Like, right. like man, we're all in this together, dude. And, like, I think if we really work together, I think we'll get a lot further in this. You know what I mean? I like cryptozoology and ufology have been so separate for so long, but what if we actually combine this shit? Like that's what we did in our documentary for our documentary. When we, uh, we were doing like the CE, I think it's called CE five. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called CE five. We were doing those like alien invocations where we were like calling upon UFOs and stuff like that. We were using those same because they were doing a giant one the night that we were out there hunting Bigfoot at that specific time, it was a big CE five meditation like that they were doing worldwide. And so we were doing that to call upon Bigfoot and talk to him and psychically connect to him. And like, dude, it, I think that all that shit needs to happen. I think that like, like dude, high strangeness is all connected. It's For sure. all connected, man. And, and I, I highly recommend to people uh, to check out the book 50 years with Bigfoot uh, it's about the Carter farm in Tennessee. Uh, grandpa Carter actually found this baby Sasquatch that was crushed by a tree and he helped him nurse him back to health. And then he spent the next 50 years with him, uh, sharing words, uh, sharing lots of knowledge. And then little Janice Carter was the granddaughter and she grew up with Fox and also with Fox's family. And she actually has telepathic connection that she knows crazy information that she wouldn't know without help from the outside. Uh, so I, I love the, you know, when those people are, it's easy to back those people up into a corner, you know, show them three credible witnesses, show them these reports, show them these things. How could these connect without some next level telepathic, you know, encounter? 
Uh, one of my favorite encounters back to our locations I've been, uh, you know, habituating uh, is the Apalachicola National Forest. It's the greenest spot on the American map, maybe the worldwide map, but we already know that's been changed so much. Why is Florida taking up the eighth hemisphere? Well, when you hear spear, you can just toss it out. Uh, <laughs> but the Apalachicola National Forest uh, is one of the densest areas in the world. And uh, it has tons of crazy Sasquatch stories, but one of the most famous, it was on Bigfoot Odyssey. Uh, rest in peace to Kerry Arnold as well. He just passed away. He is the creator of Bigfoot Odyssey. Great dude. Met him. He's interviewed me. He actually chose me for his uh, one documentary called 168. It was about 168 hours straight in the forest. And you, I'm in the swamp. And I would be uh, relaying my information and my evidence, but sadly the funding fell through. Uh, but maybe, you, maybe we can do it in his honor uh, in the future. It would be really cool. Uh, but he interviewed a guy named Kevin Saunders that actually had one of the coolest telepathic Bigfoot encounters ever. Uh, he saw this Bigfoot from a distance uh, when he was hunting, and then when he was in his tent, it entered his mind, and it was a young female. Uh, Sasquatch, and it, she lured him out to the woods and actually showed her himself and uh, then introduced him to her parents and then warned him of his hunting partner. A lot of crazy things. And he actually buried it from his mind for like decades. And just recently, he remembered it and has shared his information. Uh, and again, I don't think that's like the most credible thing to stand on that story, uh, but I think it's very interesting. And uh, there's a lot of telepathic stories out there. And again, I think that our human beings and our pineal gland, our third eye, we have the ability to be telepathic. No crap, you know? So yeah. all those people really just need to live a little or stop hating on the human beings and stop, uh, you know, taking us for granted because we are capable of it all as well. We are so much more powerful than we're given credit for, dude. And, and so much more powerful than they'll let us know. And so it's about taking back that authority, dude, taking back our power and really it, manifesting it, dude. You know what I mean? And just making it happen. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. Yeah, I love it, dude. I got a buddy. His name is Scott Pace. Shout out to shout out to Scott. He lives out in Louisiana, so not too far away from you, dude. And he's having some serious fucking Bigfoot and Dogman encounters out there, and uh, out out in his hunting property out there, dude. And he's he's talked about like what you said reminded me of what he was talking about. He said that like he shot a deer, and he says he saw it, and it was dead. He shot this thing. It was dead. It got up. Its legs didn't move. And it just, it just like looked like it ran. And so uh, he later like communicated, I guess it was, it was a Bigfoot. It was a Bigfoot that grabbed his fucking deer and ran off with it, but he was cloaking himself. And so like, and that reminded me of like the Baphomet kind of creature you were talking about with the deer slung over his shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Have you heard the phenomenon about like spicy deer and not deer as well? No, tell me what the hell is a spicy deer? Right there. Well, you you were like <laughs> ringing my alarm with that one too because I was like, yeah. oh man, maybe a not deer, but they're called not deer or spicy deer. And uh, Swamp Dweller, great YouTube narrator, has done a great job of you know shining light on them. Uh, but I actually talked to a witness. Uh, it was really trippy because I'm like, oh, I'm the Bigfoot guy. He's like, dude, I had an encounter with this creature. He's like, Swamp Dweller, it's a not deer. I'm like, oh man, Swamp Dweller's narrated one of my stories. He's like, yeah, he narrated this story too. So it was like 
seven degrees of Kevin Bacon and we were right next to each other. It was crazy. Uh, but these creatures are not deer. And there's these weird entities that they appear like deer, but just something's a little off. Either they have fangs or maybe their legs are inverted. Uh, but the one story that I heard uh, is my buddy shot one right in the chest, in the sternum, and it went down, but then it got back up and just looked at him and screamed like a man and then just pranced off. Uh, but the one you just kind of reminded me of uh, that I reported on, some guy shot a deer down and then it just got up on two legs and ran away. Uh, so that's what I was thinking with you. But uh, but he said the legs weren't even moving. So it, it, sounds like it was being carried. But yeah. I am opening the door up a little bit. It could have maybe been a not deer. And, you know, I'm interested in talking to him. Uh, but if he's in Louisiana, not far at all from here. I've done a lot of research in the Honey Island Swamp uh, right outside of New Orleans. And uh, there's a Rougarou type creature. And that footage from the Bigfoot uh, actually predates the Patterson-Gimlin footage. Uh, so it's really cool. But there's lots of weird stories of it being like half man, half lizard because it only has three toes. Uh, but I actually got a crazy picture of this carcass that was like eight feet long and like super bloated. Uh, some people said it's a deer. Some people said it was a gator. Some people said it was a Rougarou. Some people said it was a kill of a Rougarou. But right there at the Honey Island Swamp, they have like a space testing area too, right on the bridge, right on the edge of it. And uh, I think maybe it's a mutant, some type of uh, weird creature because there's thousands of alligators in that water and they'll jump after the first marshmallow that goes in there. So how could it just float this stinky thing maybe it had some kind of weird chemical on it uh or it was marked by something you know but very fascinating and uh you'll have to you know maybe link me up with that louisiana cajun man absolutely dude yeah scott's awesome uh yeah dude and yeah like you said that high strangeness man where like there's that floating body and like the alligators won't touch it why what is it? You know what I mean? It's wild. It's like they know it's something unnatural. Like they know they don't fucking or like maybe that's typically a predator of theirs. And so they see it, they smell it and they get the fuck away from it. Exactly. That Those are the points I'm trying to make, too. And uh, I got close, close as I could. And we were on a boat and there was people crying because well, the kids crying because uh, it smelled so rank. But I'm hanging over the edge, like trying to get closer. I'm like, this is one of the craziest things I've ever seen before. Uh, but it was super cool. And I highly recommend if anybody goes to New Orleans, definitely check out the Honey Island Swamp, uh, the Lake Pontchartrain Bridge. It's like 11 miles long. It proves flat earth. Uh, <laughs> and there's been like six plane crashes in Lake Pontchartrain. And Marquise Hill, he used to play for the Patriots. I actually have his autograph. He passed away in a weird circumstance that he was like, he saved somebody from drowning and then he got you know, whisked away, but we know nothing's more powerful than water and uh, you can't play with the tide, man. Yeah, not at all, man. Yeah. I've had several friends die in rivers. Cause like, it, I, well, you know, especially if you had a couple beers and you're pretty much cheese mode, you're like, I can do it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, you have to respect mother nature, dude. Mother nature is a powerful bitch, dude. <laughs> she, she is man. And she doesn't show much mercy. No. Yeah. You have to respect her. You know, that's the thing. You got to respect Gaia, Mother Gaia. You got to give her a fucking. I, I kind of laughed at, like, not laughed, but I brushed off, you know, natural disasters a lot of my life, you know, like, because it never really happened to me. Uh, but when I moved down to Florida, uh, Hurricane Irma hit us bad when we were in Lakeland. But when I moved here uh, to my mom's, my mom's forever spot, and then, you know, my, my temporary spot, 
Uh, we got hit by Hurricane Michael, the worst storm, one of the worst storms to ever hit Florida. And the eye of the storm was directly above our city. And uh, I lost like all the windows. I'm still lucky I have the trailer, but it was wrecked. Uh, but while the eye was over us, you know, it was really calm. And a lot of people, I was just over overcome by emotions. Like I can't even decipher. But some people were saying they could hear like whispers and like spirits up in the storm. And there's actually a documentary called like Spirits of the Storm that it stirred up a lot of the paranormal activity around here after. And then crime was going through the roof. But, you know, that's natural. Of course, there's going to be looting and stuff. But people lost their mind, man. And uh, I definitely think that these storms are, you know, being cooked up by harp. And, you know, there's people that are like, no, you can't control the weather. In Dubai, they literally just made it rain for three weeks straight yeah. because they had a bad 100%. drought. So. Like just no, those read. people you need to quickly discount. You're an idiot. They've been doing this since like the 40s. They've been able to control the weather completely. Dude, the heart right. machine is real. Yeah. And like what you were talking about before, where like you're talking about there, there might be these land masses like up in the sky between us and the firmament, right? And it's like, what would be a better way to hide that like floating island than a crazy ass storm? What if they had the fucking heart machine right underneath it? You know what I mean? That's them visiting. That's when they come by because you're not going to be able to stand outside. You're not going to be able to see them. They have these clouds and thunder and these fucking tornadoes and crazy like and what keeps them afloat. You know what I mean? Maybe all the storms is like what's keeping them up there. I don't know, man. Maybe that's what a hurricane is. It's interesting. And then all the anime movies show it, though, you know, Jack, yeah. and, Jack and a Beanstalk and then Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, yeah. Castle in the sky. Exactly. Yeah. bro. Exactly. And you know they all the anime nerds could watch that, but I'm I'm deciphering it. You know, yeah. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> hell yeah, brother! Well, this was a hell of a lot of fun, dude. We're gonna have to have you back on. Uh, I love the Bigfoot talk. I love the cryptid talk. I'm sure we you've got a million more stories. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. Blast. And I uh, just yeah. want to recommend a couple of uh, cool movies to people uh, that I'm in. Uh, Am Amazon Prime has Zillafoot, half Godzilla, half Bigfoot. And it actually did so well online <laughs> yeah. that it got a widespread release. So you can buy my movie in Walmart, FYE, Best Buy. Uh, but it is so bad, it's good. I'm really proud of my parts, but the rest of the movie is pretty silly. Uh, but then this movie, I'm super proud Sometimes of. Sometimes those are fun, man. I like those. <laughs> they they, yeah. they got to exist, too. Yeah. They got to exist, too. Uh, the Void Cat. This is a werewolf, dogman. Wild Man, Splinter Cat, Cursed Film. And I am the main character. And it uh, won a bunch of awards in film festivals. And it got top three selection. Uh, I'm really proud of it. It's free on YouTube. Definitely check it out. We're working on the sequel now, Void Cat Rewind, VCR. Uh, so it's about to be super wild. Uh, and I'm going to be yeah. in a movie. I'm also in a movie called Phasmophobia, The Mare. Uh, if anybody plays video games, it's a ghost hunting video game, and uh, I am the monster. I am the killer. So I'm super excited uh, for that to roll out. We already we already finished that movie. Uh, and then uh, next month, I'm actually going to be in a feature-length horror movie that my good buddy Mitchell, uh, he's the main character in it, so he pulled some strings and he got me a little side roll, uh, but I'm playing like a killer. Uh, well, it's a whole tribe of people that they come out of the woods and like try to kill this car. Uh, so I'm pretty agile. I, I, I'm hoping that, you know, I'll be the front man, like, you know, holding a bat, just running. Like, I, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, but man, I uh, released my book this morning. Uh, got 
a new cartoon that just came out a couple days ago. It's called Paranormal Highway. Uh, it's so it's so classic, man. Uh, me and my buddy Eric, we are we we are co-hosts of the Paranormal Highway podcast. But in this cartoon, we're going to ride to do our podcast, and then we get abducted by aliens. And then the next four episodes are us just trying to figure it out. Uh, and you got King Tut, mummies, Atlantis, other planets, aliens, uh, tremors, graboids. So we bring like all the pop culture uh, fun to it. Plus, we drop a lot of knowledge on the paranormal stuff, like uh, Bluff Creek. You know the famous Patterson Gimlin. Like we drop all the information, and it's kid friendly too. So it's really fun to watch, and I love that when you can like entertain somebody, but also educate them as well and make them laugh. Uh, but it's super rad, Paranormal Highway. If you guys like cartoons and fun stuff like that, uh, but all you guys can find my mov- movies on Amazon and then my books on Amazon as well. Uh, please subscribe to my YouTube because I stay very active on there. Uh, I have about one hour, two hour videos that I release every week. Plus I do these narrations of cryptid encounters. I've uh, got, you know, 10 hours worth of me just telling scary stories. Uh, so man, when people say there's no evidence, there's no credible people. I mean, I just want to fight. And uh, they can look up they can look up C. Flynn versus Craig Peters on YouTube if they want to see uh, my mixed martial arts career. I uh, I won in six seconds from a spinning back fist and made the guy get uh, plastic surgery. So ouch! I, I, can, I can mentally f you up and I can uh, physically do it too. But I'm all about the love. But man, you gotta fight hate with hate and uh, oh yeah, fight hate with with strong love, really. But. Uh, I, uh, I love just bullying the bullies in this world and just breaking the program. You know, everybody thinks, thinks everything is so predictable nowadays. I, I don't care for anybody remembering my name or honestly anything I say. I just hope they remember my vibe that not everything is so black and white anymore. You know, there's still those asterisks out there. And that's all we are, bro. We, we're just energy. And energy's never created nor destroyed. It's always existed. So and let's get you over a hundred thousand followers on, on TikTok, man. Yeah, you're close. Oh, yeah. yeah, we, oh, yeah. we so eight thousand on, on TikTok, right? Yup, I got ninety-two K on TikTok. So that's really cool, man. I, I joke around to my naysayers. I'm like, dude, I could fill up Cowboy Stadium twice, you know? Let's get it. <laughs> but uh all numbers and all that junk aside, I love just doing this and uh I love just talking about ghosts, Bigfoot, scary movies, you know, superstitions in sports. Like I just find the strange stuff. So even if I'm broke as a joke, homeless, not making a dollar, I'd still be spewing the same crap. Uh, and, and hopefully one day I'll be monetized, making millions and uh, eating comfortably. Not even millions. It's just, I just want a meal. I just want a meal and a closed door. That's it. You know, just somewhere safe uh, to lay my head at night. But uh, they're still going to get the same Connor regardless. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward to the future and super pumped that we linked up, man. And keep, keep your light. I know that it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for me, man. Uh, no, th- all this knowledge is a burden and all these people think we're crazy. It's like, nah, man, we're, we're onto it. And uh, it's, it's nice to be linked up and uh, you know, maybe some of our stuff is a little crazy and we're connecting dots, but that's, isn't that what great minds do? Isn't that what, what we're made to do, you know, all this is, this is who we are, you know? And I say, dude, we look less crazy every single day. All the folks that fucking believe the mainstream and then you're, we're catching them in lies all the fucking time. We're looking less and less crazy, dude. We're like, they think that we're crazy. I'm like, I'm giving you spoiler alerts. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) I, I know right when all those, those CEOs went underground, you know, in early 2020, I said, this world is about to change. And I was right. 
So I hate when, you know, not everything I say is right, but, you know, some people meet you with combativeness at everything you say, you know, and I hate that, you know, and uh, all I will do is just keep fighting for the truth and that soul. And I will demolish anybody that stands in my way. Like you said, you just have to write some of those people off, you know, and you can respect them and everything, but they are they're dummies, man. Some are just dummies. Yeah, brother. Well, dude, this was a lot of fun. And yeah, I'm going to hit you up. We're going to do a fucking paranormal. I think we're going to do a ghost documentary as well. So I'd love you to be a part of that. That'd be awesome. Dope. And, uh, I, def- I definitely appreciate it. And and real quick, anybody in the Georgia, Florida, Alabama area, uh, October 22nd, I'm going to be speaking at the Outcast Paranormal uh, Tallahassee Conference. Uh, Stacy Brown, RPG from Expedition Bigfoot. Uh, the owner of the Conjuring House is going to be there. A lot of cool things. And then Thunder Rock Campground uh, up in Copper Hill, Tennessee, uh, October 14th and 15th. My cat's coughing. I hope she's okay. Uh, <laughs> October 14th and 15th, uh, I'm hosting a camp out up in Tennessee. I uh, hope Dude, to see you guys there. Like All you guys got to do is get the camping site. No extra fee. And then in November, November 12th, Elkins Creek, where they got that crazy like 17-inch, 18-inch uh, footprint after a bunch of farm animals went missing, uh, I'm doing a uh, presentation up there at the Elkins Creek uh, conference, but I'm just really excited for the future. Uh, if, if you guys, you know, make movies, book me, I got the energy. Uh, and if you uh, do conferences, definitely uh, look my way, man. I, I, uh, I'm live and direct, uh, loud and proud. And uh, we have, we have to be in this world, man, because they try to cut you down at every angle. And they make us feel bad. Like they hit us with universal right in our face. And then they're like, Connor, you're always on this. No, no, not even a percentage of, of what they've you know, programmed us with. I'm just trying to fight back. I'm just trying to balance it out, man. And I'm fighting for the soul, for love, for freedom. Not even myself, not even you. It's bigger than us, bro. You know that. Fucking okay, A, man. Warriors of love and light. I love for it. Show, for show. I love it. Thank you for the opportunity, man. And I'm really looking forward to the future. Uh, keep spreading that light. Keep spreading that knowledge. 100%. Cheers, brother. Yes, sir.